0: Hey, it's Kelly K. Walker, the Queen of Manifesting, and in today's episode, I'm going to tell you a story about when I was in the Little Miss Dallas pageant and all the trauma that happened as a result. Plus, we're going to talk about belief breakthrough and how you can use it to remove your limiting beliefs. So sit back, relax, maybe prepare to take notes, and let's get started. You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting Podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. In this podcast, the Queen of Manifesting herself, Kelly Walker, Kelly Walker, will teach you how to manifest everything you need to live your purpose at a higher level. And now, your queen, queen. Kelly Walker. Welcome to the episode. I'm excited for today. I love to tell stories of my childhood and things I have learned since then to overcome them. And also before we start, I want to thank my brother Brandon Gaines for this amazing microphone setup that I now have. If you listened to last week's episode, then you heard the story of me manifesting this new podcasting uh, microphone What do you call it? Package. It has all the things. It has an extendable arm. So my microphone hangs in the air right in front of me. And I love it so much. Plus, I am really happy with the sound from this microphone. So hopefully, you guys enjoy the new quality of my recording and it helps everyone like the podcast even more. All right. So, story time. When I was five years old, my parents signed me up for the Little Miss Dallas pageant. They did this against my will. Considering how much I love being on stage now, you probably would have thought I would have loved entering a beauty pageant. My dad had told me that his mom had been Miss Dallas in her prime, and my own mom was a runway model in Dallas before she had me. So I must have had it in my jeans, right? Well, in the famous quote from the wise philosopher Dwight Schrute, false. I did not have beauty pageants in my jeans. I did not have even a flicker of desire to be in that pageant. And when I found out that I had to walk across a stage the size of a football field, at least to a five-year-old, in front of a huge audience filled with apparently the entire state of Texas, then stop halfway across in front of the judges and do a curtsy? I panicked. There was no chance in you-know-where that this girl was going to curtsy. I was not a performing monkey. But when I complained about the dreaded curtsy requirement, my dad threatened me with that look. I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. That look that your parents used to squash all arguments. My mom has the look too, but it was nowhere near as scary as my dad's. So when he gave me that look, I seriously started to question my life choices and dropped the subject immediately. There was one good thing about the pageant, and that was the fact that my parents bought me a beautiful new dress with white gloves, white lacy socks, and white patent leather shoes. The pageant day came and I was a vision in lavender and lace. As I waited for my turn to prance across the stage like a disgruntled show pony, I felt the struggle escalating in my chest. Do I do the curtsy like all the other girls? Or do I unleash my inner rebel and blatantly walk right past them without even slowing down? Well, suddenly it's my turn to go, and I still haven't decided. So I begin walking. And eventually, after what seemed like an hour to a five-year-old, I reach the center of the stage. The moment of truth. I am now directly in front of the judges who are clustered together at a table in the first row of the huge auditorium. And it is do or die time. Time to curtsy. And you know what? I just kept walking. I sauntered off that stage without so much as a toe tap. And as I exit the stage towards my awaiting parents, I catch a glimpse of my dad's face. There was a new look there that I hadn't seen before, and in that moment, all my fiery rebellion froze to ice in my veins. I had never seen such a look of cold anger and disappointment aimed at me before. And it did something to my little five-year-old heart. In that moment, something awful happened inside of me. A new core belief was formed in that moment that stayed with me for the next 40 years, at least. And that belief was, I am not enough. I am not good enough. I am not obedient enough. I am not smart enough. I am not successful enough. I am not pretty enough. I am not enough to make my father proud of me, and I never will be. That belief that I am not enough is called a limiting belief. And unfortunately, we all have hundreds and probably even thousands of them. They are formed in childhood during a moment of pain or distress when we don't fully understand what's happening, and our little innocent, confused minds search for what it was that we must have done wrong to cause the painful incident. Some flaw in our behavior, our words, or simply our being must have caused that traumatic incident. It is somehow our fault. And we decide why. And we make that decision with all the life experience and understanding of a five-year-old, or even as young as a toddler. Unfortunately, as small children, we are horrible at interpreting what's going on around us. Our interpretations of what's really going on is terribly mistaken. Of course, I didn't realize that my dad, who had just lost his own mother months before I was born, was probably trying to honor the memory of his mother and build a connection between the generations by guiding me to walk in her footsteps. But with that one little decision not to curtsy, I stomped on his dream and ground it out like a discarded cigarette. What I had no understanding of is that it wasn't really about me. It was about him and his feelings about his mom. Once a limiting belief was formed, a child learns to find proof that it's true. Because anything that might support that belief gets noticed. Anything that counters that belief is pushed aside and ignored. And that is done through the function of our reticular activating system. And if you don't know what that is, you can look up past episodes of mine that have reticular activating system in the title. It's actually a really fascinating uh, thing in our bodies. And it does amazing things. Mainly, it filters out things that don't support our sense of self. And only lets us notice things that reinforce our beliefs and our self-image. Here's an example of how your reticular activating system works. This isn't a li- a limiting belief; it's more of a focus issue. But I just want you to see how strong it can be. So a few years ago, I live in Utah, and uh, I developed a very strong aversion to a certain brand of porta potty here because I found the name to be so heinously gross and inappropriate. And the more I complained about it and cringed over it, the more frequently I saw these porta potties. Now, there were other brands, but I only ever saw this kind. I saw them on the road. I saw them in fields. I saw them at construction sites. I saw them on trucks on the I-15. I saw them at events. I literally saw them every day. And every day I would have a hissy fit about them. But then after about a year, I decided to let it go. I decided to stop complaining about them. To stop getting all riled up and discombobulated every time I saw one. And gradually, I stopped noticing them. In fact, today, I can't even remember the last time I saw one. But I guarantee that the frequency of my chances to see them has not diminished. I have simply stopped feeding my emotional energy into them, and therefore, my reticular activating system no longer shows them to me. It now filters them out because it is not important. Okay, so even though that's not a limiting belief, that's a focus issue. Limiting beliefs work the same way because whatever you focus on grows. If you believe that you aren't enough, you will only see things that show you how not enough you truly are. And over the years, your completely false limiting belief feels so true that you can't even consider the fact that it might be wrong. Limiting beliefs keep us from living the lives we dream of because they block us from seeing opportunities for progress and greater success. The big problem with limiting beliefs is that they never just go away on their own. They must be proactively searched out, resolved, and replaced. Otherwise, you live your entire life with the filter of beliefs like, I'm not enough. And those affect every decision we make, every relationship we have. And until you reprogram your belief, you live the life of someone who is not enough. A life of unhappy relationships, unfulfilling jobs, money problems, always putting yourself last, never going all out on anything, and subconsciously doing everything you can to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Living a life of mediocrity and regrets. What else could you live if you are not enough? That is the only kind of life you could live. That's the life I was living. In 2017, though, I learned something incredibly powerful that I love to teach others now. It's a process called belief breakthrough. It's a process in which you ask yourself 10 questions designed to find, resolve, and replace those limiting beliefs that are keeping you from living your best life. Now, when I learned about this, I immediately told my husband about belief breakthrough. And together we decided to do a belief breakthrough every day for a year. And you guys, it completely changed our lives. It was not easy and it was not comfortable. I usually bawled like a baby every single time. But we kept going and facing our issues layer after layer after layer. Now we aren't done by any means, but we have made such an incredible amount of progress towards our goals and living our best lives. I'm going to tell you the steps, but if you would like the steps emailed to you, just send me a quick email at kelly at thequeenofmanifesting.com or check out my show notes. I will put a link to them there. And I just want to shout out to my mentor who taught me this. I am sharing these steps in my own words with his permission. His name is Chris Crone, and he originally published this process in his best-selling book, which you can find on Amazon, and it is called Limitless. Reclaim your power, unleash your potential, transform your life, which is exactly what it did for us. So here are the steps. Before you start, get grounded. And if you don't know what that means, just go somewhere quiet where you won't be disturbed. Get comfortable. And start by taking several very deep breaths. Go deeper every time, in through your nose, out through your mouth. And as you focus on your breathing, I want you then to imagine a light coming down from your higher power, and this light shines through you all the way down to the ground and into the center of the earth. And as it passes through you, I want you to imagine that it burns out all doubt, confusion, distraction, negativity, everything from your mind and your body that is negative, leaving only peace, understanding, and inspiration. Once you have gotten grounded, the first step is ask yourself What is your biggest limiting belief right now? Now, some people can't think of one, and if they can't, then I say rephrase it and ask yourself instead, what is holding me back from my biggest goal right now? So whatever goal you are super excited about and having trouble reaching, ask it that way instead. Now, you'll get an idea. Don't ignore it. Don't argue with it. Whatever it is, listen to it because your subconscious mind can't lie to you. Although you can lie to it really effectively, which is awesome. And that is part of this process, which we're going to do in a future step. So step two is ask yourself what memory you need to see in order to resolve and replace that limiting belief. Tell yourself that you are now going to see the perfect memory and it will float up to your awareness. And it might seem unrelated at the time, but trust it. Trust the process. Whatever memory pops into your mind is the right one. And I know many times I have gotten one that seemed to make no sense at all and ended up being exactly the memory I needed to resolve. So just know Whatever memory comes to you is always the right memory. All right, step three, feel the emotions of that moment. What were you feeling and thinking? How was it your fault? Even though now, logically, as an adult, you can see that it was never your fault. But figure out what you decided about yourself in that moment. And it may be a different belief. It might be deeper than the one you came up with in step one. And it might be the same. Either way, this level is usually something like I'm not enough or I don't deserve it or I don't deserve good things or I don't matter. My voice doesn't matter. My opinions don't matter. Those are the most common ones that I see come up when we get down to the really deep levels. So now that you've got your actual limiting belief, step four is examine the cost of having that belief about yourself. Examine the cost of living with that filter. What does it cost you over the decades? And I like to have you examine the following four areas. How much has it cost you in your health? Have you been sick? Do you carry more weight than you want? Do you have chronic disease? How has it affected your health? Next, how has it affected your finances? And I actually have some people come up with an exact number. So maybe you will get an exact number and maybe you'll just get a vague millions or thousands. But there will be some kind of number come to you. And then, how much does it cost you in your relationships with other people? Now, this one's going to be probably really big. I'm talking like with uh, dating, with your children, your parents, your siblings, customers, clients, bosses, co-workers, random people that you've met, your higher power, all, all of the relationships in your life. So this will be a big one. Usually, how much does it cost you? in your relationships, to believe this thing about yourself? And then the last one is your relationship with yourself. How much has it cost you in self-esteem, in personal power, in doing what you say you're going to do, in going after your goals with confidence? That's usually a big one, too. Now, I want you to examine the cost, both in the past. So start from that age that you had the memory at and go forward in time. What does it cost you in all of those areas since you were a little kid? And then what is it costing you now in the present? And then I want you to go forward 5, 10, 20 years. What's it going to continue to cost you? What is the price going to be as it compounds daily for the next 10 or 20 years? And is that a life you are excited about? Is that a life you are looking forward to living? Now, this step is usually the most painful. This is where most of the tears come, but it's also the most important because we have to convince our subconscious that this limiting belief is no longer helping us it is now hurting us and it has been for years so step five is that you get to ask yourself now if you are ready to stop paying that cost and i have clients give themselves permission out loud i make them actually say it i give myself permission to get rid of the belief that I am not enough and replace it with something better and healthier. All right, number five. Sorry, six. Step six. Now you get to choose a new belief. This new belief will be amazing. Usually it starts out with the opposite of the negative belief, but you can also expand on it and add in more details. I actually like people to come up with three positive new beliefs for every one negative belief. So come up with a new belief that moves you, that gets you kind of emotional, and then claim it out loud with conviction. Also, make sure that it's personal. It's only about you because you can't change other people. Make sure that it is praised positively Meaning, don't mention the negative thing that you want to change. Only refer to the new positive result. And then, third, make sure you put it in the present tense. Don't talk about future change because the future is always in the future. So say it as if it is already your reality. Don't use words like will or going to or can. Use words like I am, I do. I'm so grateful that I have. Okay, make it present tense. Now, step seven, we're kind of going to do the opposite of step four, in which now we're going to look at the positive benefits of this belief, the new belief that you just came up with. So examine the future benefits you will have with this new belief in the same areas as before. Your health, your finances, your relationships with others, and your relationship with yourself. And you guys, don't hold back with this step. Think big, get excited. The more positive energy you can build up with this vision of a positive, better future, the more powerful your breakthrough is going to be. So don't be embarrassed to get excited about your imaginary new future, because that's going to help you make it your actual new future. Now, step eight, revisit the memory and either rewrite it or reinterpret it with the help of a trusted advocate that will go back with you to that memory. Now, this person could be a real person. It could be an imaginary person, and it could be someone you've never even met. They can be from the past, they could be from the present, or they can be from the future. So, living, dead, real, imaginary, past, present, or future, which is literally everyone. It could even be a character from a book or a movie. So, you're going to take this person with your current self and you're going to go back to that memory. In that memory, you're going to have your person that came with you do whatever it takes inside that memory to defuse it. Create either a learning moment or a tender loving moment or see it with a whole new perspective. Whatever you do, You want to remove the pain from it and make it into a positive. And I have heard and I believe that this is true. The memories of our past are so bad, so inaccurate, and so fuzzy that when we decide that we have a different past than we had, it can literally change you today. So choose a new past claim it, and live the benefits of having had that new past. It's a real thing, you guys. All right, number nine. Celebrate the new memory or the new positive emotions around it. For instance, in your memory, you could have like an impromptu trip to Disneyland with your family, or you could have a dance party Or something that you loved as a kid and have everyone be involved in it. Or you can pull it up to today. So sometime today, after you do this belief breakthrough, you go out and do something celebratory. Something you love to do. I have one client who is just the cutest person ever. And her celebration literally every time, I love this, is to go out later that day And get ice cream and french fries. She does that with every belief breakthrough. That is her favorite celebration. And I love that about her. So pick something that you love to do and celebrate your new belief. It will help reinforce it with the positive emotions. You guys remember, I always tell you emotions are the engine behind manifesting. So when you implement positive emotions into your belief breakthrough, It makes them way more powerful. All right. The last step, step 10. Ask yourself what your next step is to make your new belief a permanent part of your core beliefs. And do whatever comes to your mind. And make sure you do it within 24 hours. Don't put it off. If you can, do it right then. If you can't do it right then, do it before you go to bed sometime. And if you can't do that, make sure you do it within 24 hours. I know sometimes you might be doing a belief breakthrough when other people aren't awake, and so you do actually have to wait. But if you can, do it immediately. So you're building new neural pathways in your brain when you do a belief breakthrough. The reason you do the inspired action step. Is that it helps anchor that new belief into your brain. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna starve off the old belief and let it die. And I've seen a video of this happening, it is amazing and crazy looking. Look up how, how, what it looks like for a new neural pathway to be born. Maybe I'll, uh, yeah, I'll look it up and put it in the show notes for you. It's super fascinating. So it starts out as a tiny, tiny, little, skinny, little thread. And your old neural pathways, your old negative beliefs about yourself are like giant ropes in your brain. Okay, so you've got to feed and nurture the new one and let the old one die out. So that's why you do the action step. And the affirmation, which is actually your new belief, You get to say that over and over again for many days. I say at least 30, but 90 is even better. So something I do uh, with my belief breakthroughs is that I have a document that I add to when I do a new belief breakthrough, I add the new affirmation at the end. And when it gets too long for me to read out loud every day, then I drop ones off of the beginning. So I'm just doing the more recent ones, but oh my gosh, it, it is life changing and it is so good for you. It is so good for your progress and your mindset to repeat these new beliefs as many times a day as you think of it for at least, at least 30 days. But really, if you want super awesome change, go for 90. So if you hear these instructions and you go, what? I don't get it you're in luck. I made a video tutorial of a belief breakthrough. And I did it on myself. And I and I literally did it. So it is a real belief breakthrough. And it's actually kind of embarrassing. I should probably do a new one. But you will, uh, you will see why I felt like a terrible person. uh, Because I kissed my cousin. And that's gross to me. and (laughs) And I felt like, a terrible person because I did that. I had to have a belief breakthrough about it, you guys. So you can go watch that tutorial. I will put the link in the show notes. And if you ever can't find the show notes, you could just go to the queen of manifesting.com and then click on podcast and then for every episode I put in the links with a description on my website. So if you don't know how to find show notes, just go to my website click on podcast and then scroll down to the episode that you want the links for. All right. Well, that is it for this week. I love you guys. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you all next Monday.